Welcome to the Unapologetically Black Male and Christian Podcast. I'm your host, Rev Kelly, and I am unapologetically a descendant of enslaved Africans here in America. I'm a proud heterosexual male, and I am unapologetically a follower of Jesus Christ. This is a space where voices of love that are not usually heard can be heard. I would like to formally introduce this show and tell you what we are all about. This is a platform where real people discuss real topics and have real conversations. This is not a religious, social, or political platform. This is a show where the thoughts and perspectives of everyday people are voiced and considered. This is not a platform for dissension, hate speech, or anti-government rhetoric. This is a place where the thoughts, feelings, and ideas and concerns that are not voiced in the mainstream can be voiced right here. Welcome to the Unapologetically Black Male and Christian Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Activation Thursday. Every Thursday at 9, 8 central on all major streaming platforms, including Facebook, YouTube, and Periscope. Every Thursday, our teacher, Reverend Kelly, encourages us and inspires us to get activated and accelerate towards our goals, passions, and purpose. Join us every Thursday night at 9, 8 central for Activation Thursdays. Good morning. Welcome to the Unapologetically Black Male and Christian Podcast. I'm your host, Rev Kelly, and boy, are we in for a treat. Listen, thank you for everybody who's watching, whether you're watching this morning or whether you're watching at break time or even at nighttime, you are in for a treat. Welcome to this podcast. This is a podcast for the ordinary individual. I am somebody who um, is not afraid to speak my mind and speak my heart because I know it is always led by the truth. Listen, today's episode is politics or politics. I know you're going to be blessed by what you're going to, um, what we're going to discuss today. Um, I just want to reiterate that this is not a um, religious platform. Um, Even though I am a minister, I'm not speaking from the standpoint of a minister. I'm only speaking from the standpoint of a African-American citizen who has a right to have an opinion to everything that's going on um, in this society. Um, But let's get started. Listen, everybody knows about um, the unfortunate passing of Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Um, She was definitely a revolutionary force she is uh, actually the second woman to fill the Supreme Court seat. 
after uh, Sandra Day O'Connor. Um, she was uh, brought to the highest uh, court in the land by uh, President uh, Bill Clinton in 1993, and she has been a stalwart for women's rights. Um, uh, she just passed. And so everybody knows that her, her seat is vacant. And um, unfortunately, even though the court, the Supreme Court is not a political office, it is a highly political position because we have so many different things before the Supreme Court. We got Roe versus Wade. We got um, issues with civil rights and abortion. We got all of these pivotal issues. And it is the highest uh, court who decide or uphold these laws. And so this is a critical opportunity for uh, either side. You know, uh, it's, you know, if you look at the liberal news, MSNBC, CNN, and uh, all of them other ones, you'll see um, them playing those clips of those Republicans, uh, McConnell and Lindsey Graham and all of them saying just four years ago, when uh, President Barack Obama was in this same position, when he had an opportunity to fulfill Justice Scalia's seat with a nominee that he named, a guy that he nominated named Garner, but they wouldn't let him do it. And back then they were saying, um, we would never uh, put a Supreme Court, fill a Supreme Court seat um, in an election year because we want the people to decide and, you know, it's unprecedented. And, you know, they were saying all of that stuff. And now uh, they have an opportunity to possibly tilt the scales and add another conservative judge. And now um, all of the things they said then doesn't matter. But on the flip side, you got um, uh, senators like uh, Schumer and a lot of those other Democratic Schumer's uh, uh, senators back four years ago, they were saying, no, it is perfectly okay to sit uh, um, uh, a Supreme Court justice in a seat during an election year. That's the president's rights and all of that. And so now the roles are flipped. It's going to be very interesting to see what they're going to do. And um, the Supreme Court is very, very pivotal um, to where we're going to be going in the next few years. And it's even talked that if um, Trump wins the election, uh, I mean, not if Trump wins the election, but if Trump uh, is able to get her seat filled with his nominee and Biden wins the election, that Biden as president will uh, try to add at least four more extra seats to the Supreme Court, which is uh, within his rights. And there is no law on how many seats can be held as uh, on the uh, Supreme Court. So we might be getting into uncharted territory where a president will come in and uh, if he don't like the balance of the court, he can add um, more seats and then appoint whoever he wants to the seats. So that could be um, a very critical thing. Um, up next, we got uh, <laughs> the golden boy himself, <laughs> 45, Donald J. Trump, the 45th president of the United States. Um, one thing about this, um, uh, and I, and I, and, and I want people to really pay attention to what's going on with Trump. Um, Trump, uh, to some people think it's unfortunate, but I think it's actually a good thing. He has be, they, the, the mainstream media has turned Trump into the underdog. 
And what do I mean by that? The, the election is basically Biden's to lose. It's not Trump's to lose. And he is the incumbent. And one might look at that and say, well, that's because he did, he's doing such a terrible job and he's losing in the polls and it's going to be a landslide. Um, that's a reflection of what's going on, what's going to happen in November. But I don't think so. See, what happens is when you start uh, placing him in the underdog category, then you'll start underestimating him. And I tell you, um, Trump is the incumbent and um, he's the underdog. And it's Joe Biden's election to lose. I don't think that that um, is a, a very good place for Joe Biden because that's what happened with Hillary Clinton. They thought all of the blunders and all of the things that Trump did, you know, talking about grabbing women by lady parts and all that type of stuff. They thought all of that was going to uh, destroy his campaign and torpedo him. But in fact, they underestimated him. They underestimated his followers and they underestimated 50 years of branding <laughs> the Trump name. And uh, they didn't realize that he is a, uh, bulletproof when it comes to certain political things so uh you see trump has been getting uh so much news coverage i mean even before he was elected when he came down the stairs in trump towers and he uh announced that he was running for president there has not been a news cycle since then that has not said his name showed his picture or a video or a tweet or anything from this uh, president. He has got unprecedented coverage. Now, some people will say, well, most of it is uh, bad coverage depending on uh, what news outlets you look at, but the promotion is promotion. And um, I'm telling you, his name is bigger than any name outside of the laws right now when it comes to America. Um, it's Trump or nothing. And, um, they tried everything from the impeachment to everything to get this guy out of here. And um, they have not been able to do it. So I would not uh, underestimate the 45th president of the United States. Speaking of that, November 3rd, we got a, a, a gigantic election coming. And um, a lot of people are talking about the doomsday election. Um I actually released the video on my Rev O.L. Kelly page called The Release when I spoke about the election. And um, some people um, think that the scenario is this, that on Election Day, November 3rd, that we could have a president announce. And then when all of the votes is tallied a week or so later, that there's another president. So I'll give you an example. Right now, we got all the issues with the pandemic, COVID-19. Um, November is flu season and CDC and all of the health experts saying that there, um, there is more than likely going to be a spike in COVID-19 cases, which is going to um, uh, make it so that people can't move around and people opt not to vote in person. And so you're going to have the absentee votes and the mail-in votes and um, you're going to have people saying that uh, because of the pandemic, I couldn't vote. Um, I didn't get a right to vote because of the pandemic or whatever. And so it's going to be contested. However, on election day, 
when the the official tallies from the people who went to the actual polls and voted and majority of the absentee votes are counted uh donald trump could very well be announced as um uh, the 45th president with a second term but then a week or so or maybe a two a day later or two days later um joe biden after the mail-in and the absentees has been counted and all of the votes has been counted joe biden could be actually named the president of the united states and i see a scenario where they're going to the supreme court like gore versus bush and the supreme court deciding who was the president my god and i tell you if trump is allowed to put whoever he he said he gonna put a woman in there but if he is allowed to put who he won't in there, uh, he can tip the scales to where if there is a political fight of the Supreme Court, he already got Kavanaugh in there and he got a few other ones. They will vote him in. So remember, today's episode is all about politics or politics. You know what I'm saying? Um, that's what that's that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. Um, and so speaking about this political um uh climate that we find ourselves in um in just six weeks we can ready to have the most important election um in our country's history because we are going into the future and um what used to be or what we used to know is uh going to be far behind us we're going into the future and the world has pivoted and um, there is no turning back. And so the Biden campaign, um, I believe, um, is not being ran too well. And what, what do I mean by that? Um, I believe that Joe Biden is taking, not Joe Biden, but his campaign, uh, the people behind Joe Biden. Yes, Joe Biden. Um, I believe um, there's a little presumptuousness with them. I believe that um they take uh, they take for granted the african-american vote or people's for color vote meaning they feel like it's baked into the cake um and you see that based off of uh comments even from the principal candidate joe biden when he was on the breakfast club with charlemagne the god he was like he told charlemagne a black man an unapologetically black man he told him if you don't vote for me man you ain't black <laughs> My God, I tell you. But listen, anyways, that's not the point. The point is this. When you look at Joe Biden as a candidate uh, for president, first of all, he failed three times, right? Now, I'm one that believes that you can fail, get back up, and keep going. So that has nothing to do right now. Um, but I'm talking about this particular political cycle. Um if it wasn't for the blacks for Biden in South Carolina and uh, um, and Congressman Clyburn and them, he would not be the Democratic nominee for president. In fact, Bernie Sanders would be. And um, before South Carolina, Joe Biden wasn't coming in second place in none of those races. He came in like eighth place in Iowa. He lost New Hampshire. He lost Nevada. He wasn't in second or third place in none of them. He was he, he his campaign was they was getting ready they was counting him out they were saying it's over if he don't win South Carolina he got to get out he got to step aside but the black folks rallied together and uh, came to his rescue 
and save this campaign. My God. But here's the thing. This is something that I'm paying attention to that I hope you paying attention to. The people who came out to support and resuscitate Joe Biden's political future um, as a hopeful political uh, presidential campaign candidate was older black folks. My mama, your mama, your uncle, your daddy, them the people who came out and voted. It wasn't the young folks. I didn't hear too many young folks saying I went to the primary to vote for Joe Biden. I didn't hear none of that because um, a lot of them don't even care. They really checked out. They really don't believe that they vote really counts. Um, and um, that all of that rhetoric about, you know, your people died to give you the right to vote. Um, that's a whole nother show. We'll get to that. But um, Joe Biden has not tapped into the youth of black America. He ain't really talking that talk. He's not really offering them what they need or offering our community what what we want. It's more of the same. It's just repackaged. Um, I'm going to be paying attention to how Joe Biden is going to do, um, if he is the win, what he's going to do for us. But he owes uh, them blacks for Biden, them people who voted for him, uh, his political life. Um, up next, who we got here? Mamala. <laughs> My God, the great beloved Senator Kamala Harris. Uh, God bless you, woman of God. <laughs> the AKA, you know what I'm saying, HBCU alum. Hey, listen, this sister is bad. Can't nobody take nothing away from this sister. I love her. So uh, for all my sisters out there that's listening, no, I'm I'm Team Kamala. You know, in fact, I actually think that she'll be a better president than Joe Biden. I think she's a little bit more in touch, but unfortunately, as beautiful as she is, she has warts, and she has political warts, and they are all over her big beautiful face. And um, you know, one of the glaring things that I don't hear too many people talking about is. Um, the fact that the Democrats really don't support her. They really didn't support her campaign. In fact, her uh, political aspirations to be president failed. I believe she had to drop out before Iowa. Um, I mean, um, when she, when, when her campaign uh, unraveled, her campaign manager and her staff was bickering publicly in the news against each other. It was infighting. The money wasn't getting taken care of, right, and all that other stuff. Her, her campaign was ran terribly. And then she had issues with her messaging. And um, there was a congresswoman named Tulsi Gabbard who was in the debate pool to uh, kind of got with Kamala and threw her off. And she was never really the same or really, really able to get her footing back with middle America or get her messaging. On uh, point, and 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 some of the blows that she landed, some of the political bold blows that were significant that she landed during her presidential aspiration was actually on Joe Biden. But um, what I'm saying is, if Joe Biden is 78 years old, uh, he's going to be 79 years old, and I'm not wishing this on him. But if something was to happen in Joe Biden was to pass away right now or be unable to continue at the political campaign, 
for president six weeks from now. Do you think that the Democrat, do you think that Joe Biden's campaign and the Democratic Party or the convention will put her at the top of the ticket and put a, a, a VP up under her and run her against Trump? I don't think so. They don't support her like that. They don't look at her like that. She is Joe Biden's pick. She is not the Democratic Party's pick. Now, what I will say is if Joe Biden was to win and somehow he's not able to he get incapacitated and she the VP, I believe the Democrats uh, and the world will get behind her. I really do believe that. But I, at this point right now, I think that she is more a political uh, pawn um, than anything for the campaign. I think if something was to happen to Joe Biden, um, they wouldn't let her be the presidential nominee. Nominee, And I'm not even sure if they would pick Bernie. Uh, and definitely, if they did pick Bernie, I'm not sure if Bernie would pick her. Uh, and so that's the, that's the type of infighting, that's the type of um, mentality uh, that I think is going on in the Democratic Party. And so uh, last but de definitely not least, um, uh, the 44th president of the United States, uh, the Honorable Barack Hussein Obama, is coming out with his uh, presidential memoirs. This is actually going to be in a multiple set volume, volume one, which is over is, uh, close to 800 pages, is entitled A Promised Land. And in this particular volume, uh, the former president takes us from his beginnings as a little boy all the way up into uh, all throughout his life through college and everything until he uh, be became the president. And then I think in the second book, it, it'll uh, talk about his... Um, his tenure as president and post president. Um, I think this will be an excellent read. You know, uh, when he um, retired, uh, he left political office. Him and his wife got a $65 million book deal for their memoirs. And we know that how successful uh, Michelle Obama's was the becoming her uh, memoirs, her personal memoirs is a bestseller is on the all time bestselling list. So I know that, uh, Barack, I know his stuff is going to sell. And uh, what I do hope is I hope that he's candid in this particular memoir. I hope that he tells the truth about um, how he felt as being the first um, uh, man of color in, in that seat. Um, I want him to talk about how he felt racism even as he was the president in some of those situations when he was probably sitting with other heads of states and they probably didn't uh, respect him or think of him highly because he was a black man or a man of color. It don't matter if he was Mexican or Asian, but whatever. They didn't respect him. They thought he was a little less than. I want him to talk about when he, um, as one of the greatest presidents in the world, was having a, a State of the Union talking about how great this country is and all the things they was going to do. A white uh, Republican, uh, he independent, he could have been a Democrat, I don't know who he was, stood up, a representative stood up into the chambers and called him a liar, screamed, you lie, to the 44th uh, President of the United States and all of the different race things that was going on. But I think he owed that 
to the people who followed him. Um, um, black people were instrumental in helping him getting elected both times. I mean, one of the things, um, that's one of the things that Joe Biden has not been able to capitalize on. I mean, um, Obama was able to tap into the streets. He had Jeezy and Jay-Z and everybody out there stomping. He, it was vote or die when it was for uh, Barack Obama. But uh, Joe ain't been able to tap into that. Um, and uh, Barack, you owe it to us to tell us the truth because it's a lot of people who uh, believe that you was going to be able to do some things or put some things in place that unfortunately you wasn't able to do. And uh, maybe that was too much pressure on you because uh, you are the first, you know, and uh, the first can't do everything, you know. And so, uh, you know, even though you will go down in history, in my opinion, is probably the best president or the most presidential uh, man to ever uh, hold the office. Uh, there is some some glaring holes in your presidency where you could have stood up and been a lot more stronger and uh held to your convictions on some things but you allow political pressure or trying not to appear to uh one way or the other uh deter you on some things but other than that i respect you og uh but uh that's that's is what it is so listen that ends today's uh podcast unapologetically black male and christian podcast i hope you enjoyed everything um, that you saw today, that you heard today. Listen, it's an honor and a pleasure to get with you guys. I'm, I'm doing these podcasts every single week. And so um, I want you to tune in. These topics aren't always political. We might be talking about UFOs. We might be talking about anything that's interesting. But I guarantee you, if you listen in, you will be entertained. Once again, this is Rev Kelly for Unapologetically Black Male and Christian Podcast. Let's talk to you soon. Welcome to the Unapologetically Black Male and Christian Podcast. I'm your host, Rev Kelly, and I am unapologetically a descendant of enslaved Africans here in America. I'm a proud heterosexual male, and I am unapologetically a follower of Jesus Christ. This is a space where voices of love that are not usually heard can be heard. I would like to formally introduce this show and tell you what we are all about. This is a platform where real people discuss real topics and have real conversations. This is not a religious, social, or political platform. This is a show where the thoughts and perspectives of everyday people are voiced and considered. This is not a platform for dissension, hate speech, or anti-government rhetoric. This is a place where the thoughts, feelings, and ideas and concerns that are not voiced in the mainstream can be voiced right here. 
Welcome to the Unapologetically Black Male and Christian Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Activation Thursday. Every Thursday at 9, 8 central on all major streaming platforms, including Facebook, YouTube, and Periscope. Every Thursday, our teacher, Reverend Kelly, encourages us and inspires us to get activated and accelerate towards our goals, passions, and purpose. Join us every Thursday night at 9, 8 central for Activation Thursdays. Welcome to the Unapologetically Black Male and Christian Podcast. I'm your host, Rev. Kelly, and I am unapologetically a descendant of enslaved Africans here in America. I'm a proud heterosexual male, and I am unapologetically a follower of Jesus Christ. This is a space where voices of love that are not usually heard can be heard. I would like to formally introduce this show and tell you what we are all about. This is a platform where real people discuss real topics and have real conversations. This is not a religious, social, or political platform. This is a show where the thoughts and perspectives of everyday people are voiced and considered. This is not a platform for dissension, hate speech, or anti-government rhetoric. This is a place where the thoughts, feelings, and ideas and concerns that are not voiced in the mainstream can be voiced right here. Welcome to the Unapologetically Black Male and Christian Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Activation Thursday. Every Thursday at 9, 8 central on all major streaming platforms, including Facebook, YouTube, and Periscope. Every Thursday, our teacher, Reverend Kelly, encourages us and inspires us to get activated and accelerate towards our goals, passions, and purpose. Join us every Thursday night at 9, 8 central for Activation Thursdays.